The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Good evening, Dolphins fans. Welcome to another episode here of On the Fin Side with Kat and Paul. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, all of our social media outlets, as well as the Fan Side Network and FinFanatic.com. I am here live in uh, Chicago. Made the five-hour drive from St. Louis down to Chicago. It was windy as hell. 35-mile-an-hour winds driving down here. But the good news is... The Dolphins and Bears game should be mild 60-degree temperatures here tomorrow. The Dolphins are favored by four and a half points. And the overwhelming opinion here, Paul, in talking to to, uh, Bears fans throughout the night is they're very excited about the potential of Justin Fields and what he's done over the last couple of games, but also um, not so much excited about the rest of the team. I can't say I blame him. I mean, there are some good players on that roster, even after trading away Roquan Smith and um, Robert Quinn. Robert Quinn. I mean, Cole Komet's somebody I know we were excited about during the draft process, and he's had his moments this year, and I, I expect him to continue to as the season wears on. Um, their running game is a pretty decent running game as far as that goes. Their receiving game leaves a lot to be desired uh at this moment in time but yeah no it's 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 an exciting chance for Miami to really start getting a little bit further back on track in this one in my opinion yeah I mean if uh the Dolphins go six and three here it's going to be the first time they went six and three in the last 20 years so this is a big opportunity for the Dolphins and then you take this and then couple that with them over the next uh, three weeks, having the Browns at home, a bye week, and the Texans, you're talking about possibly eight and three here. So I don't mean to look ahead, but I always like to. And that's what I'm going to continue to do. I'm going to count my chickens before they hatch. I don't like to look ahead, but damn it, I'm going <laughs> to. Yep. Hey, so- real quick, before we dive into it, though, I do have to give my 11U team a shout real quick on the show here for winning playoffs round one and now being one win away from their own Super Bowl. So hell yeah. Hopefully hell we can yeah. get one for the, the Dolphins as well this season. Attaboy. Attaboy. Good stuff. Um, so Dolphins four and a half point favorites and not many injuries for the Dolphins as well, uh, other than the obvious players on injured reserve. Um, you know, Tua is going to be a quarterback, obviously. And um, Austin Jackson on the offensive line is not going to be there at right tackle. I don't really care that much about it. Brandon Shell is going to be the starting right tackle. Teron Armstead practiced all week. He's going to be protecting Tua as well. And when you combine that with Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell, 
the fire they've been under. I mean, the, the amount of big plays that they provided and how Tua has done over the last several weeks. It's really exciting, especially against a Bears defense, like you said, that don't have Roquan Smith and Robert Quinn here in this game. Yeah, no, <clears throat> they uh, Roquan Smith was their leading tackler when it came to combined tackles. Uh, Robert Quinn was was amazing at getting after the quarterback. I believe, if I remember correctly, off the top of my head, um, right now they have a safety leading their team in sacks and in in, uh, in Jaquan Brisker. Uh, yeah, Jaquan three. Brisker three. It, it, that's something to watch out for too. Brisker has the rookie out of Penn State, three sacks. Is it somebody who creeps up in the box a lot? And Eddie Jackson, their free safety, four interceptions and two forced fumbles on the year. So that's something to watch out for. But on the other side of that, too, um, the Bears pay, play a very heavy zone defense. So um, if the Dolphins can spread the field out enough in this type of game, and have Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle sit into those spots, then I, I see them having a lot of success here against this uh, Bears defense, who hasn't they, they haven't done well against good quarterbacks this season. No, they haven't. And you you look at I think you mentioned earlier in the show, or it might have been off the air. Um, you know the Bears fans are excited about Justin Fields, and if you look at him versus Tua right now you just can't compare the two Tua has almost 150% of the yards in less games than, than fields does. Um, Tyreek Hill has almost re- as many receiving yards as, as Justin Fields has passing Tua has got almost twice as many touchdowns right now with half the interceptions. Uh, it's, you know, uh, <laughs> Justin Fields has been sacked an alarming 31 times on the season and two has only been sacked eight. Yeah, I know that's in less games, but that's just an alarming rate to be halfway through the season now and have 31 sacks uh, against. Yeah. And looking at some of the uh, quarterbacks that um, the Bear, uh, yeah, the, the Bears defense has faced quarterbacks here that that have not um, done. But going back to what you said there, uh, as as far as the Dolphins' offense is concerned. Yeah, I mean, uh, hold on a minute. <laughs> so <laughs> I got I got confused there. I got so, you all uh, twisted up talking about yeah. both teams' quarterbacks. Yeah. So so both teams. So but let's go back to um, to the the Bears of uh, uh, Bears quarterback situation here, or, or the Bears defense. Uh, Dak Prescott had a quarterback rating of one fourteen against the Bears. Aaron Rodgers, 131, Kirk Cousins, 96, which so it that tells me that when the Bears play a good quarterback, they they don't do very well because on the other side, Trey Lance, 50.3, Mills, 70.4, Jones, Daniel Jones, 44.3, Carson Wentz, 66.4. So, you know, it. Everything is sizing up for the Dolphins to have a distinct advantage against this Bears defense. Um, and to couple on that, they traded Roquan Smith. They traded uh, Robert Quinn. And even before they traded Robert Quinn, 
they were one of the worst pass rushing defenses in the league. So I anticipate Tua having a lot of time to throw, which uh, suits in the Dolphins' favor here. Yeah, and, and Dan Orlovsky did a really good breakdown on the fact that most RPO-style offenses, um, like what Tua has a little bit of in, in his game, tend to be a horizontal offense where it's quick hitting uh, within five to 10 yards of the line of scrimmage, you name it. Whereas with the speed that Miami has at that receiver position, they're able to go a lot more vertical than, than most traditional RPO style offenses are. And where that really bites a defense is you're able to complete the ball 20, 30 yards downfield out of an RPO in a way that you normally can't based around the way that you're blocking is designed, et cetera. And, and before I, 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 I just shut down here real quick, somebody brought up that the sack numbers on Justin Fields are, are Ryan Tannehill-like. And what I would actually tell you is they are worse than any season that Ryan Tannehill had. Ryan Tannehill, uh, at most with the Dolphins, was sacked 58 times. We are less than, or we are about, at halftime, we will be halfway through the season, and he is already on pace from being sacked more than 2013 Ryan Tannehill, which is wow. insane. Yeah, like that's he's on, that's he's on, he's on pace for, I think, somewhere between 65 and 68 sacks. That's taken. that's pretty insane. Um, and <clears throat> the other part of that too is that Fields holds on to the ball for a long period of time, hoping something develops downfield. But what can't be discounted either is that the Bears running backs are averaging, David Montgomery and Khalil Herbert are averaging over five yards a carry. And this is going to test the Dolphins' run defense. But it's also a run defense that's been very good this year. Against opposing running backs, the Miami Dolphins for the entire year have allowed between 3.7 and 3.8 yards a carry. So as we continue talking about this, when you look at the Dolphins' run defense, when you look at Bradley Chubb and uh, Jalen Phillips on the outside against what's expected to be Braxton Jones and Riley Reef, they seem to have the advantage. Seem um, to do. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm, I'm not trying to be a jerk there, but they do have the advantage there. They, they should have the advantage up front, and it's up to Justin Fields to win the game here. Justin Fields has been impressive the last four games. It can't be discounted that he's completed 64% of his passes. He's averaging 182 yards passing in the last four games and 69 yards rushing. Those are impressive stats for a quarterback that's developing, and the Dolphins have to match that, um, and I think they will offensively because the – Bears allowed 49 points against the Cowboys last week. And on top of that, <clears throat> you look at what – so there's a couple of things to unpack with what you said, and, and I'm going to go back to my Tannehill comparison. Right now, Justin Fields um, has a lower percent completion percentage than Ryan Tannehill had – or, I'm sorry, he's .2 higher as far as his completion percentage – than Ryan Tannehill had as a rookie in 2012. Ryan Tannehill had a 58.3% completion percentage as a rookie, which we know was not his best year. Um, and right now, 
Justin Fields is only at 58.5% of his passes completed. Uh, it's that has the makings of an absolute bloodbath. And this is a game too, where you mentioned the, the, the pressure on fields and being able to get the pressure with Jalen Phillips and with uh, Chubb. This is a game where you need to send Jerome Baker through the a gap a few times with a quarterback that holds the ball too long and, and, and waits for things to develop a little too much. And with the speed that you have in Jerome Baker, it's time to get him back on track and give him one of those games that gets him back on track where you send him through that a gap after the quarterback to just terrorize with Phillips and Chubb coming off the edge. Um, that, that should be a no brainer. And I really, really hope they dial that one up this week. You can, you, you can send somebody else in coverage on Cole Kmet. Yeah. Situationally. I agree with you. I, I think this is a, a good test to see Bradley Chubb and Jalen Phillips being able to bring the pressure with the front four. But also one thing about Chubb that hasn't been talked about enough is that for with Phillips and Chubb for two players who were six foot four, 275 pounds, th- these are four, six, five, four, seven type of players. They could actually drop into coverage mm-hmm. too. We saw Phillips and, do it a few times this year. Yeah, And I'm not saying that that's their overall purpose, but they can spy Justin Fields in that way. And so it's going to be interesting to see how they bring that pressure or not bring that in this type of defense. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Yeah, and um, Eric Pendleton mentioned in chat to not discount the Justin Fields or discount um, the offense because of what they did against New England. I, I feel you on that. I really do, Eric. But at the same time, New England's a team that's struggling with identity right now. Miami's a team that's picking up speed. And the matchups, as far as that go, one of the best things you can do against an offense that's predicated on the run game being strong is start racking up points early and often and take them out of being able to run the ball. Like, it's if, if you can put points up on these guys, you will neutralize their biggest threat on offense, which is the run game right now. It's Justin Fields has the makings of a franchise quarterback. He is off to a good start early, but he's not there yet. Um, yeah, he's not there yet, but he's been playing better over the last four games. And mm-hmm. the Bear, I, I can see this Bears offense being one that replicates long-term what the Eagles are doing, where Jalen Hurts – is somebody who was not all that impressive early on, but made plays with his feet, showed some ability to identify single coverage, hit that spot, and then they build around him. 
but we're not talking about 2022 here. We're yeah. probably talking about 2023 and 2024 with the Bears on offense. So in this game, um, the Dolphins have the matchups, plain and simple, mm-hmm. um, on both sides of the ball. And you're, you're, you're talking about with the Bears going up against the Dolphins offense, the Bears defense against the Dolphins offense. This is one of the worst pass rushes in the league. This is one of the worst run defenses in the league for the Chicago Bears. Um, and, and it's even worse now than it was two weeks ago. Yeah, and, and I don't see the Bears, even with how well you know Justin Fields has done over the last couple of weeks, offensively being able to get off to the quick start that, say, the Lions did in the first quarter last week when you know they, they put 14 points up pretty quickly. Now, one thing that you brought up just from your personal experience there in Chicago, I think it's going to be a factor in this game as well, is it is windy as all hell there and it's supposed to be worse tomorrow. Uh, I'm curious to see how that's going to affect the punting game for Miami as well as any type of, of field goals or extra points. See, uh, it was windy as hell today. I've heard it's not going to be as windy tomorrow. But it's I'm the not windy a, city. I, it, of course it's the windy city. I, I drove from St. Louis to Chicago. There were wind turbines as far as the eye can see. But um, everything I've heard is that it's not really going to be windy tomorrow. I could be wrong on that. The Midwest, I can tell you firsthand, is weird. Um, So we'll see. But if anybody has specific weather insight on that, I'd love to hear it. But I've I've heard it's going to be 60 degrees and it's not going to be that windy. So let's get let's get a. Who's, who's the biggest meteorologist in the country? I'm not sure who is. Uh, eh. I don't care about that. Yeah, you know, I don't care either. So it's probably I, not going to be put windy. I as much if, stock in meteorology as I do in astrology. So if it's, uh, if it's windy, then the Dolphins uh, may have some issues because they're not going to be able to throw the ball all, all over the field. But if, it, if it's not windy, I, I, I don't see it being a factor. And I see the Dolphins very comfortably being able to put up at least 30 points on the board here. I think Miami should easily do that, um, especially if they hit them hard in the teeth and turn the, the Bears offense one-dimensional. I don't see the Bears being able to recover from that one-dimensional offense. Justin Fields just doesn't have the weapons at his disposal right now. Um, and he, like we said before, isn't quite there yet and holds the ball too often. So if you can let this defense pin their ears back, knowing that, Fields is going to have to pass the ball. Good luck. Yeah. So uh, when it comes to uh, Chase Claypool, whom the Dolphins faced 14 days ago with the Steelers, is that any concern of yours? No. Um, Neither. They 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 just they don't have enough weapons on offense in the receiving game for me to care about Chase Claypool. This isn't Tyreek Hill. This isn't Jalen Waddle. This isn't even really Cedric Wilson. Um, and really the, the one that concerns me the most right now, given the Brandon Jones injury is probably Cole Komet in this game. Uh, it's Eric Rowe was who we thought was going to be a tight end eraser in place of Brandon Jones was a healthy scratch last week. If he's a healthy scratch again this week, paint me officially worried about his future in Miami because he's got a decent sized contract. And if you can't be active on game days, 
even when Brandon Smith is out now, why are you here? Yeah, that, that's an interesting development because um, Veron McKinley, who I thought had a really good game last week, is still in the practice squad. And it's just been announced that he is not going to play tomorrow. He is not going to be called up. So I'm not quite sure what's going mm-hmm. on there. Maybe uh, Clayton Fedulum is going to be the guy Don't who is the number two dude. Even. Number 42. Yeah, I should buy a jersey for him. Um, <laughs> so I'm on such a high from our playoff win and what I'm picturing the Dolphins doing tomorrow. And no part of my excitement for tomorrow involves Clayton Fedulum being on the field, let alone on defense. Well, hey, uh, Grandizer, if you're if you're listening here, I'm sorry I don't have the pillows up. I'm I'm on the road here this week. Uh, so, so well, we'll see the pillows again next week. Yeah, we definitely will. Uh, no, actually, we're doing the show from tomorrow night uh, here in Chicago again. That's this what I'm saying. A, we got to wait till next week. Yep, 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 yep. So, you know, I, just looking at the rest of the game, um, Tyreek Hill needs one catch for 39 yards to be to have a thousand yards for the season. Um, I hope he gets I it mean, on the first play of the game. Me too. And, and he might, <laughs> um, but it also too, uh, J- Jeff Wilson and Raheem Mostert, it, you know, you're talking about a bears run defense. That's really bad this year. I mean, averaging over allowing over five yards a carry. And I, I see, a lot of opportunities for the Dolphins to exploit things all over the field. But what I don't want to see either is the Dolphins coming out and on the first, you know, in the first quarter of the game, them, you know, allowing what they've allowed on the road this year to opposing offenses. I mean, last week against the Lions, 14 points right out of the gate. The Ravens, absolutely bloodbath by them. Um, you know, it's just, it, it goes on and on and on. I mean, so if, if we're talking about the, the bears getting up 10 to three early on, you know, in the early in the second quarter, then I'm going to be there at the game starting to worry, but we'll see. Yeah, no, I'm just looking down the roster real quick to see what scares me. And really, honestly, it's the safety position, the tight ends and the running game. Like, Outside of that, there's not a lot that. I'm sure this will come back to bite me. I'm not worried about Cole Komet at all. I'm just saying, like, it's. I'm not saying even fully worried, to be honest. Like, this roster is not in a good place. I hate to. Play I, I think the Dolphins uh, have the advantage on both sides of the ball, like I said earlier. Um, you know, when you're talking about um, Teron Armstead, definitely starting in this game and Brandon Shell at the right tackle spot against defensive ends in uh, uh, Travis Gibson and L. Al- uh, Al-Kadeen Muhammad. Muhammad and uh, uh, Dominique Robertson, who has actually been their, their bright spot there at the defensive end spot. They have to get pressure because if they don't get pressure on Tua, it's game over for them. They're, they're going to allow a lot of passing yards, and that's going to free up the the uh, the running game as well for the Dolphins on offense. And then on the other side of the ball, Jalen Phillips and Bradley Chubb against Braxton Jones and either Riley Reef or Larry Borum at the defensive end spot. Um, 
I, I normally I'd say that the Bears running game could loosen up the Dolphins. They're at the defensive tackle spot, but it's one of the de- the, the Dolphins' strengths as well. With uh, Chris isn't Larry Borg hurt? Uh, he's uh, he's going to be back in this game. Whether he starts over Riley Reef remains to be seen. Um, but I mean, we might they, see Alex Leatherwood. Nah, nah, no. He sees too much of a loser to be on the field, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, it, this is one of this is again. I go back to PFF. A lot of people don't like him, but um, as far as their statistics they're they are the number two run blocking unit in the nfl but they're one of the worst by far uh as far as pass protection so uh you know i i don't see the bears being able to establish the type of ground game they need which is 150 to 200 yards throughout the game no i i think miami's gonna actually win, win the run game numbers as well tomorrow um I think Jeff Wilson's going to go off in his Dolphins debut as well as Raheem Mostert, who's been getting stronger and stronger each week. And I just don't see them as a two-headed monster against a terrible defense struggling. And once you establish the run game, Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle are just going to eat in this one. Yes, I agree with you on that. I, I see a convincing Dolphins win. I'm going to go first with my prediction. Largely because I've said for weeks that the Dolphins don't lose when I'm here. So I'm going to go 38-13 Dolphins. I'm going to go 37-17 Miami. Um, I think it's going to be a little weird to see the Bears put up some points in this one, but Miami is still nursing some injuries on defense right now. And, you know, I think Justin Fields continues his development but we see a huge game in the on the ground, and we see a huge game in through the air from Tua as the rainy. It, Tua, Tua won the FedEx Air Player of the Week this week, didn't he? We didn't even talk about that. Yeah, he sure did. Um, yeah, it, I mean, it, and rightfully so with how we played last week. And you know, you look two weeks ago, and I dogged Tua. I gave him my Cook Bus Player of the Game against the Steelers because there were so many dropped interceptions, but I also thought maybe there was a possibility that, that, you know, he was shaking off some rust and that seemed to be the case against the lions. Um, now, if he goes here against the, the bears on the road and has another dominant game, now we're talking about something special because the following two games are against the Browns and against the Texans at home. And we're talking about, at least at least seven and four, but potentially eight and three before the harder part of the Dolphins schedule begins. Yes, sir. I can't so wait. Let, let's do it. And we're going to be back here in this same creepy hotel room to break down the Dolphins Bears game and join us on Facebook, Twitter, all of our social media outlets, as well as the Fansetted Network and FinFanatic.com. I'm Brian Cat NFL. Paul is Fanatic underscore pick. And if it's not on the right side and it's not on the left side, it is on the Fin side. Good stuff.